Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. Welcome to the SG Engage podcast. I'm Rachel Hutchison, and I have the honor and pleasure of leading global social responsibility at Blackboard. And I am joined here today by Tiffany Crumpton. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, thanks for having me, Rachel. So Tiffany is the person at Blackboard who leads our customer renewals business across the globe. And also important to this conversation, which we're going to have today, she is an active member of BlackBuds senior women's community. So Tiffany, we are here today to talk about something that you and I both care a whole lot about, and that is mentoring. Yes, super excited. One of my favorite topics. Yeah, it's an important topic. And and you and I, given our, our both of our work in the, the women's community at Blackboard, the leadership community, um, that, that plays a big role. So so I have a bunch of things I want to ask you about mentoring and also about sponsorship too, which is kind of connected. But let's just dive in. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So how, th- let's just start really basic. How would you actually define what mentoring is? is and, and, and what it means to you, how you personally think of it and define it. Because, I mean, you and I might actually not even define it the same way. It's one of those things. So what do you think? Yeah. So mentoring summed up, first of all, I believe you are the CEO of your own career. So mentoring is a crucial component of that. Um, when you think about being the CEO of your own career, you're taking responsibility for building the right relationships connections to help you get where you're ultimately wanting to go. And when I think about career growth, um, mentoring really means bringing a trusted advisor to help you in your career planning, your career growth. This is someone that's going to help offer advice to you. They're going to share their learnings, good and bad, right? (laughs) Uh, Mentors are also helpful for helping you understand maybe what not to do, but they offer a perspective that helps encourage your growth. So summed up, that's kind of what mentoring means to me is helping to drive personal and professional growth, utilizing a a trusted advisor. So how do you think about sponsorship? So sponsorship is different, although sometimes they, they blend into each other. So I define sponsorship as I might not have a mentoring relationship with someone, but I might sponsor them, meaning I, I keep an eye out for them. I open doors for them. I give them a little advice here and there, but I'm not in as complete a relationship, but I might, when I'm at a table or in a meeting, advocate for someone in, in a kind of what you might think of as light touch mentoring. Does that make sense to you as a yeah. de- definition of sponsorship? Definitely. That's a great distinction. So when I think about sponsorship, it's sometimes more of a kind of, uh, I call it a short-lived relationship. That's maybe a bad way to describe it, but it, it may be someone that comes into um, assisting with a particular job, a particular promotion, maybe helps open a door either on a one-time basis or an ongoing basis. But I, I wouldn't consider sponsorship as deep as what I would consider a mentor relationship to look like. Now, there's times that mentors will be lifelong mentors, and you'll have someone that you can go to over a period of years, decades, that's a trusted advisor. A mentorship, though, might also be months or a year. So it might be more kind of time bound, but usually that sponsorship is someone that's helping leverage their connections, their ability 
to help you in some way, but it usually has more of a, I'd say, a purpose in mind that it's driving versus mentorship can be quite broad and can be mm-hmm. helping across a span of um, advise, advising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, sponsorship, you know, I've had people sponsor for me who I didn't know that's what they were doing. I had no idea that they were advocating for me and that they were keeping an eye on me from afar. And, and if, if you had a mentor who you didn't know who it was, well, that, that would be a problem. problem. (laughs) problem. Um, Not a very good mentor. Yeah, no, that would be really bad. So, so let's talk about um, the different kinds of mentors. So, and another thing we're going to talk about is how do you find them? How do you identify them? But there are different kinds of mentors, right? You mentioned it could be someone in you know your personal life. It could be someone at work, formal, informal. So what are all the different kinds that you've seen? Yeah. So normally I see a mentor relationship is usually a one-to-one relationship. So we talked about it could be a lifelong mentor or more of an kind of ongoing mentorship. That's what I would consider more to kind of like traditional mentorship is you're either matched together or you seek out that person. We'll talk more about that in a bit, like how you actually identify. But there's that, what I would consider more of like a formal mentor. So they know they are your mentor. You know you're a mentee. That's definitely one type. And I do think it's important to have a variety, what I call a board of mentors. So it's good to have a mix. There's times in my career, it's been great to have a mentor at work because they know the players, right? They know the challenges I'm running into. They know the personalities. But I also have mentors outside of work that don't know the people. They don't know the politics. They don't know the dynamics. So it's good to kind of think through. At any given time, I usually have about two to three mentors that I can call on, that I can connect with regularly. But I also have a what I call my professional council, which is kind of a, a fun term. And that's a group of leaders that we get together regularly. So we're a group of senior leaders that we come together. We're able to bounce ideas off each other. We have an ongoing text string. Um, we usually do one or two kind of summits a year. Um, And that's where we also have some fun along the way, let's be honest. But it's a group of trusted leaders that I consider more of a peer group that I could go to for advice. Um, But normally a mentor is not a peer of yours. They're probably a bit senior to you, as is a sponsor by nature is probably someone that's a a bit more senior. Um, But those are some of the distinctions that I've just found over the years um, about the different types of mentors. Yeah, you just answered the question I was going to ask you, which is that that what you call that kind of professional council, were they peers yeah. where and peers from different areas where you can, you know, in a trusted space, share with each other, be vulnerable um, and learn from each other, because there's a lot of mentorship that we can give to each other. That's why it's it's important to start with that. Well, what is it that you're seeking to, to achieve with a mentor? Because as you have said, they're all different kinds of people that you learn from. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm being mentored by my kids because they're 21 and 23 and they're learning things that I didn't learn or I learned differently. And, and you know, because the world is changing. So we can all be very open to having mentors and guides really of, of different kinds. I don't personally get very wrapped up into having there be formal boundaries. You know, mm-hmm. we talked to, you mentioned, you know, getting assigned someone and that, that structure has always, I've always struggled with that a bit because I feel like, you know, in the question of, and I'm, you know, going to jump to how you identify a mentor. Sometimes you get assigned one, you say, Hey, I want to be a part of this program with the chamber of commerce or through work. And I want to be assigned someone. And, 
I feel like that openness and vulnerability is really important. And so you have to figure out your connection with the person to get to that place of vulnerability. That's kind of my preference. And so I've kind of identified mentors myself and others have approached me about being uh, their mentors and we've kind of found our way to each other. That's not to say another kind of program is, is, is bad, but it's a little more like, here you go, you're matched, figure it out. What do you think? How do you best identify a mentor? Yeah, mentor matching. um, I haven't seen as much of that recently. I say, I don't know if that's something that maybe is not as prominent anymore. Um, I did actually have a great mentor match experience earlier in my career, but it did always feel a bit like you show up and you're like, all right, now what? Um, Especially if someone's kind of been led to mentoring and maybe they didn't seek it out themselves. Because I actually think those make the best mentees when they come at it from their own. It wasn't just something in their check-in or their review. Um, They truly were kind of enthusiastic about seeking this out. So the when I, when you think about identifying a mentor, it's there's a couple things. I first think about, and I'll if I'm coaching someone on how to find a mentor, think about who you look up to and why. So I encourage potential mentees to look around either their organization or their professional network. Who are they? Who do they see doing things that they may want to emulate or they may want to be like? And I usually ask quite specifically, what about that? So what draws you to that? Is that a role that you want? Is that the way that they approach how they speak professionally? Is it the way that they coach their people that really draws you to them? And I think the next step is thinking through brainstorming some of those choices. So after you kind of look up and look around, maybe shortlisting a couple potential mentors. And and this part is, is going to be important because later we're going to talk about when you ask someone to be a mentor and they say no and why that's okay too. Um, but it's important to have a couple choices. And so um, when you're when you're thinking through potential mentors, I think it's also appropriate to set up a meeting with them. So if you shortlist and you're trying to find out, is this the right fit for me? And also figure out, are they even interested on their side? Because this is a two-way relationship. And even though I said later, I'll address it now. When you do get to the point where you're going to ask someone to be your mentor, be prepared for a no and be okay with that. So um, that probably happens with you quite a bit, Rachel, where you're, um, you know, like me, you're approached by someone, it may not be a good time, or you're already mentoring a couple, um, you know, emerging professionals, and it just, you don't have the bandwidth at that point. Um, And that's okay. That's actually happened to me twice where I've asked someone to be a mentor, then later in my career, they did have the time or it was the right Mm -hmm. time in my career to be um, in a, a mentor relationship. So I would just say, be okay with that. And don't be concerned or feel like you were passed over. I mean, the the other thing too is when you're identifying a mentor, be really upfront with them about why you're asking them, why you thought of that person. I often ask people, why did you think of me? So why did you think of me a mentor? And this leads to a natural discussion of what they want to get out of the mentor relationship and usually opens up the door for them to talk about their goals. So Yeah. So I'll tell you a little secret. I shouldn't say this like live and on the air, but I actually say yes a whole lot. Um, (laughs) Now I'm going to be flooded with more and I won't be able to say yes all the time, but I, I I genuinely love people and I love conversations. And the secret of being a mentor is that you learn more 
yourself and you gain so much more even than, than you can even help the mentee. It's such a rewarding experience. But what I do is in that, that those conversations, some of which are not even clear about mentorship at the beginning, there's always a way to help someone. And sometimes you're helping yeah. to redirect their thinking to give them guidance about their period of discernment. Maybe they need to go figure more out. Or maybe you realize you're not the right person, but you're helping them figure out the right person. You know, so you are mentoring them in the moment, but you might not be taking them on fully. Um, yeah, great call. And actually great distinction there because, um, you know, I talked about getting the no and I, which is still very valid, you know, especially when folks have a lot on their plate, but you're right. I mean, there's always something you can do to help them and it may be guiding them to another mentor, maybe just guiding them to a book or a publication or something. So thank you for that distinction um, there. And I also believe that the best mentors are also mentees themselves. So I always mm. encourage if you're looking to be a mentor, mentee, become a mentor and vice versa. Because Absolutely. when you can play both roles, it helps you to be more aware of what it takes to be good on both sides. Yeah. And some people think that, that you can't be a mentor until you've achieved some magical level of rank or age or something. And anybody can be a mentor. We all have lived experience. And so we all can share our perspectives. And it just has to be you, as you said, the person who wants to be mentored needs to understand what they're trying to gain from that relationship. And then they find you have to be the right match for, for that. It has to be kind of a, a strategic match in that way. So I have to say that that I have a, a person who's mentored me off and on in my career. And at times I feel like I have mentored her back, depending on where she was with things. And we found each other. And I don't know if she knew it, but I was kind of attaching myself to her and seeking her out for advice. And then later she told me that she decided she was going to basically invest in me. And we didn't have that conversation or use the M mentor word for an exceptionally long time. We just found each other because we trusted and respected each other. She saw something in me. I absolutely admired and respected her. And as we had these conversations, our connections grew. And a couple of the things that were really important is that she was someone I trusted so much that she could tell me, Rachel, like you need to get over yourself. Like that's something, this is where you have a blind spot. Or she would tell me things that it would be much been much harder for a boss at work to tell me or, and I would listen to her because I really trusted and valued her, valued her. It's a very different dynamic. You know, it's having that person you trust, respect some, someone who it, when something happens in your life and you just have to blow off steam and you have to tell them exactly how you're feeling so that you can let it out, that you can do that with them. And then you can get back to the, okay, now let's get back to what I should deal, how I should deal with this. Yeah. And how great. I mean, it sounded like in that scenario, such a high level of trust that was built and to be able to have those conversations without repercussion, without any perceived judgment and just like being authentic. And I think that's what's so crucial about having a really great mentor, whether or not it's the formal mentor with an M, you know, the fact that you're able to have that conversation really openly and that they're able to share things with you that may be hard to hear, but might be what you need to hear. And that's what I think yeah. is just so beautiful about having a really great mentor relationship. Yeah, for sure. So, so how, you know, do you get the most out of a mentor? And, you know, be, getting a mentor is not, if you want to get a job, this does happen. People reach out and say, I would like to talk to you. And I'm like, great, you know, I'll talk to you. I, t I love to talk to people and learn things from people. And if what they really want is, well, I want you to tell me how to get that job or internship. It's like, well, that's not a mentoring relationship. So how do you get the most 
from the relationship and whose role is it to lead? I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah. So first of all, getting the most out of having a mentor is be super clear what you want to get out of that mentor relationship. And it it helps to think that through after you've already kind of identified um, who your your mentor is going to be. But this can also be done in, in reverse. And I would just say, first of all, before we talk about the onus of the mentor relationship is Getting a mentor is not just something you want to do because it was on your review or you feel like everyone else is doing it, so you should do it. You have to be personally and professionally invested before you start this because this is a commitment. And I usually like to ask folks or mention to folks setting up a mentoring goal plan. So what are the top, we'll say, you know, two to four areas where you want to ensure you can structure your mentor relationship? Um, that helps keep you grounded. That helps keep you on track. And also make you make you realize you don't have the time or the energy right now to devote to it. And that's okay too. So life is all about seasons, right? If you're really busy in your personal life, this may not be a good time. But just be really clear about your goals and what you want to get out of that relationship. As far as the responsibilities, this falls almost entirely on the mentee. And this is a surprise to folks that have not been a mentee before, but it is your um, responsibility <laughs> to... I'm smiling and nodding because, yes, yes it is. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so it is your responsibility to set up the meetings, to set... If you want to come with a formal agenda, there's times um, with one of my mentors now I do that just to make sure I can talk about the topics that are top of mind. But it is your responsibility to kind of own the meeting, own the time commitment, check back in with your mentor. This is also really important. And I feel like sometimes is overlooked. I think you have to reevaluate often. Is this still working? So is this still working for both of us? Is it still working for me as the mentee? I think at times people feel like they're almost like breaking up with someone and there's a little bit of a resistance to that, but you're probably not going to be working with them for the rest of your life in a mentor relationship, but that could be the case. It's okay to reevaluate and think about, am I, would I be better served with a different type of mentor relationship? So the onus is on you to also reevaluate that. Absolutely. You know, we all grow so much you know, throughout our whole lives. And it's not like because you've reached a certain age, rank or title or whatever it is that you now don't need mentorship. And what you need is different. You know, I have two kids, 21, 23. I need different things than I did when I was a young working woman and I had just had children. I needed to talk about different things and I expressed different frustrations. And, you know, we're all on this, this, this growing path. And so who you talk to, what you talk about is going to change as you evolve and grow, which is yeah, just absolutely. logical. I'm not a big person for the establishment or programs that say you will be matched with this person for six months and you will meet once a month. For It's like, well, okay, so someone's telling me that that means I'm going to mentor someone in this artificial construct yeah. that yeah. may not match what their need is. Maybe we need to touch base once a quarter for two years, or that's where the mentee needs to figure out what is it? I always ask, well, how can I, who are you? Where are you? What do you, you know, all the things that I just need to get to know the person better than I already do and figure out what their, their needs are. And maybe they need to go away and discern more. Maybe you can immediately provide them some resources that they can take action on because you just are really familiar with what they're, they're struggling with. It really depends. You know, it's okay to say, this is, this has been so helpful. You know, I want to hit pause for a while and just go and try this on my own and, and see where I go. But I, I promise I'll check in with you. 
And, and relationships are everything. I, I believe that. So even if you have a mentor relationship where you've said, hey, Tiffany, thank you so much. You know, you've helped me because you should always say thank you. Let's put a pause on this, but I'm, I'm going to check back because I want you to see, you know, where I'm going. I'll probably have follow-up questions. And that mentor is going to have pride in your success. The worst situation I've ever been in is when I have been mentoring someone, helping them. They were, you know, coming to me sometimes in rather urgent moments saying, gosh, can you meet me like today at two? Because I really have to talk to you about something. And then they disappear. And that's happened to me maybe two or three times where the person has literally evaporated because they went into a new role and all the things that you were counseling and just being a sounding board. And then they disappear. And it just kind of, frankly, just hurts your feelings. Like, oh, so they got what they wanted. And then they just forgot that you were out there. And there's some sometimes awkward moments where you run into them like six years later and you're like, why did you do that? Because a mentorship also, that trust means that you have a relationship with them. And maybe in the future, they come to you and say, you know, there's some other step you can take with them. You can continue the relationship. The relationship might shift. You just never know. Definitely. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, relationships are so important. And, you know, I, th- I think it's it's important to check back in. There's times like I'll look at LinkedIn or something and say, wow, you know, I mentored that person years ago. Look at him now. And um, even if it's like a quick, you know, check in with them, I'll send them a note on LinkedIn. Congratulations. Um, yep. But also it, it is very rewarding. It's one of my mentors I've had for years. Just the other day I texted him. I said, hey, remember we were talking about this? I shared just a little tidbit from the work day and how I'd overcome a challenge we'd worked about worked on years ago, and I could kind of feel the beamingness, beamingness if that's the word, coming through the text yeah. message because you know we talked about it for so long, and it was a challenge, and now it's kind of second nature. Um, so I think it's important. Another thing we didn't touch on, I'll just mention, is I do also take time to almost like look for potential mentees, and not that I you know have oodles of extra time, none of us do, but. Um, if I see someone in a meeting that maybe is earlier in their career, really kick butt on a presentation, or I see them, like I'll ping a note and I'll say, hey, let's grab a virtual coffee or let's do. Mm-hmm. And that's been a great way to not only see kind of up and coming talent, but also learn from them about what they're doing in their career and see ways that I could help. So that's been something I've really done over the last year or two is um, just send those quick notes. And sometimes it's introducing myself, but just to have that quick connect. Um, and some of those have led to formal uh, mentoring relationships. Other times I just check in, hey, you're doing great. I saw you, you know, really nailed that uh, monthly operating review presentation. Um, but kind of me as a potential mentor looking out for, for great talent and emerging professionals that I could help. Yeah. And that's really either, I had a, an executive coach introduce me once to the idea of light touch. And it's either a light touch mentorship or it's sponsorship, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter. It just means that you have your eyes open and you're seeing that that you are in a position to encourage, support, build up, help someone else be heard. If you're in a meeting and that person's doing a good job and they're not being heard, you might be able to help them be heard. And modeling that, I think, is so incredibly important um, because the idea is that you mentor and help it and you're invested in someone and you're so proud of their success when they have success and you want them to actually pay it forward and do the same thing. Yeah. Great, great example. So keep your eyes open, everyone look out for mentees. And if you're someone that gets pinged with one of those messages, 
take the meeting and embrace it because um, others are, are looking out for you and wanting to, to connect. And I would also say if you're one of our listeners and you're saying, well, I'm not being pinged by other people, you can do it the other way. You can reach out and say, hey, Tiffany, could you just have coffee with me? I'd love to just talk to you for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, just to ask you stuff about your career or whatever. I know that you're, you have a young child. I know you just got a, you know, MBA. I'm really interested in your journey. Could you just share that with me? Tiffany is not going to say no to that unless you absolutely are slammed on a project. You might say, yeah, but can we wait three weeks to do that? But people like to be reached out to. And so that's the whole you know, when people say, I can't, how do I find a mentor? You just open your eyes and you look around you and, yeah. and you, you will find one. Yeah. Those are some of my most favorite meetings is when um, someone I've never met before, they, they may be new to the company or someone I've seen for um, in meetings, but you're right. I never say no to those. We may have to push them off weeks or so, but get it on the calendar. Um, and it's been, I'll tell you, it's so much fun to see those folks excel throughout their career. I see them taking on new jobs. And even if it's one, two, you know, five conversations we've had, I feel like I can play a small part in that, even though, remember, they're doing all the hard work. So these mentees are the ones that are really helping to push themselves forward. So before we close out our conversation, I want to ask you if you have an example of a, a mentorship experience that you've had, either as a mentor or a mentee, that you would love to share with our listening audience. Yeah, I would. So probably the most powerful example of a mentor relationship that I had, I was in my mid thirties at the time, a bit at a crossroads. So my goal for the mentor was I was looking for someone that could kind of help me understand how to bridge where I was at that point in my career with, I'd say probably two to three steps beyond where I currently was. Um, mm -hmm. And so this mentor relationship, we were really looking at time horizons. Um, I always think about my career one to three years out, three to five, five to 10. So I kind of keep a word document every, all the time of what those horizons are and what I need to be doing. And what was so critical about this mentor relationship is how much this person pushed me. So this was someone that in their career had had a similar path to me that got them to where they ultimately were. And what was so helpful is because this person was not my direct manager and was not in my direct management kind of line of command, if you will, they were honest with me in a way that was really authentic and pushed me to think beyond what I believed was the right answer. And so hmm. they helped me to structure next steps. It ultimately led to me going back to grad school to get my MBA later in life. So <laughs> I went back, you know, in my in my 30s, my mid to late 30s or late 30s to get an MBA, which had been on my horizon, but I kind of hadn't decided. I had a lot going on at the time, serving on a board of directors, having a three-year-old at the time or two-year-old, which felt like my plate was full, but... Um, <laughs> It was. <laughs> it was full. Um, but they helped me understand if you truly want to get to this place that you say is important to you, Tiffany, the, the accelerating those knowledge areas and um, investing in myself at this point with an MBA was the right decision. So, um, mm -hmm. again, it was at times feedback was tough to hear as someone that, you know, love feedback and feedback is a gift, but there's times you may not always want to hear it if you think yeah. you're in a place, but you might, might not actually be there. So it was just such a powerful mentor relationship because they helped me see what I probably needed to accept, but I needed another kind of point of view that that's been there. And it actually gone through a very similar path. 
Yeah, and I have to say, I have this wonderful memory of the picture that you posted when you got your MBA of you and your daughter and how proud she is of you. It's like, a, it's wonderful. It's like, there's never a perfect time to do anything. You know, it's, yeah. that, that's a great example of, of someone who will tell you something that you might not want to hear back from your boss or someone who's doing your review. There's just a different kind of relationship. Absolutely. So I know you mentor lots of people. I know you sponsor a lot of people. Um, I just want to say thank you for doing that. It's it's important. And we haven't touched on this. Obviously, we are both women, but your mentor does not have to be the same gender. And I would say I've had mentors and sponsors of, of all different titles, different genders, um, different skills, different positions. And that adds richness uh, in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you. I know you're very active um, mentoring and sponsoring as well, but you're, you're right. I would say, you know, look for the type of sponsor you want. The gender does not matter. <laughs> you know, pick um, it. It may be good though, to vary when you think about your board of mentors that we talked about earlier, um, think about variety. So think about different points of view that are going to help um, you ultimately. But yeah, I know we're definitely passionate about our senior women's leadership council here at BlackBod, but also in uh, pushing forward all mentees of all, all types. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is important to have for, to me, to have other women to talk to because there are some issues that are uniquely gender specific, but it's also important for me to understand as a woman leader, how a male leader views some of the same issues and what I am not seeing because I'm looking at it through a gendered lens. So, you know, that's, it's, very important to get lots of different perspectives. And again, I also think one of the most valuable sets of relationships that I have are people who are a lot younger than I am because they are learning innately different things because they're experiencing the world differently. And that just helps me get perspective. So Tiffany, I want to say thank you for joining me today uh, on the podcast. It's been wonderful. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Really appreciate it. I know it's like we, I look up and we've been talking for a while. So I want to thank our, our SG Engage uh, podcast audience. I hope that, that you all are engaged in wonderful mentor or sponsorship relationships. And if not, I would, I would ask you to consider it because it's a really wonderful way to, to work through, talk about things and, and grow in your life. Or, or in your work. So thank you to everyone uh, for listening to this podcast. I please do encourage you to listen to our other SG Engage podcasts on whatever platform you use to uh, listen to them. That's all for now. Rachel Hutchison signing off. Mm-hmm.